All right, Saints, y'all ready? Y'all ready on Zoom? Ooh, I see all y'all on Zoom. You see, oh my God. Lord, have mercy. Got an army on Zoom, Saints. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. That's Pastor Barry right there. Hallelujah. First, let me just pray again. I'm praying for everybody here, everybody on Zoom. You know that the Lord's word says he wish above all that we prosper and be in good health. So I speak that over everyone, including myself right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, we stand on your word, Lord. We're not looking at the circumstance, Lord. We standing on your word. Amen. You said it. We believe it. That settles it. That's it. That's all. Amen. All right, saints, let's get into this word. So today I want to resume our study on the five biblical ministries that have to be active and effective to grow the church. Amen. You all know I started out with that and I talked about a few of them and, uh, and then uh, the Lord gave me some other words. But I want to I get back to this because it's, it's a deep study. Like I mentioned before, God is preparing us today for church growth. Say amen to that. Amen. <laughs> he's pouring the spirit out and he's growing us up. Amen. I see it in, in, in God's house and I see it in my own house. Amen. Among my children. He, he's growing us up, to, taking us to another level. Oh, thank you, Jesus. He's blessing us, saints. Amen. Just like he said he would. Amen. But we, before you receive any blessings from God, you want to be prepared. That's what I got to share with you today. You got to allow God to prepare you. You know why we're here today? We're getting prepared. Amen. I can remember so many blessings that I cried out to God for. You just got to give me that. You just got to give it to me, Lord. And he gave it to me. And I squandered it. Why did I squander it? I really wanted it. I mean, he gave me some awesome blessings. But you know why I squandered it? I just wasn't ready for it. I wasn't prepared. <laughs> See, it's a saying that goes, blessings occur when preparation meet opportunity. Amen. And I changed that saying, to be honest with you. Because when I first read it, it, it went like this. The, the one who quoted it was the, the talk show host. You know, the one got all the money. She don't do it no more. I don't go say no name, though. <laughs> but she said, luck occurs when preparation meets opportunity. But there's no such thing as luck. Amen. I never saw it in the word of God. I never saw it in my Bible. It's a, it's a demonic word to discredit the Lord. Amen. See, we say, to God be all the glory. Amen. But God is in the blessing business, saints. He wants to bestow a blessing on you. It has nothing to do with luck. We don't play games of chance. I'm going to take a chance. Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. That's not in the Lord. He's a sure thing. It's yes and amen. Ain't that what he said? It's not no one. Well, maybe it might happen if I get lucky. What is that? That's foolishness. Amen. <laughs> You want to keep the blessing, saints of God. If you want to keep God's blessings, you want to be prepared to receive them. Say amen to that. Amen. <laughs> to God be all the glory. 
Amen. So again, the blessings occur when preparation meet opportunity. And guess what? Everybody gets an opportunity. Everybody does. God is no respecter of persons. Amen. The opportunity is going to come along, saints of God. And you want to be ready. Amen. So many things have been happening. I know I'm right, right there at that, the breakthrough. I'm right there at it. You can tell when you're right there at that breakthrough because all hell begin to break loose. Oh, I'm going to attack his body. I'm going to attack his mind. I'm going to attack his house. I'm going to attack everything. And that's when you, you, you don't say, why me? <laughs> Amen. Say, why not me? The blessing's about to happen. Amen. I'm getting closer. We got to learn to talk like that. Paul knew how to talk like that. Talking about our glory and my infirmities. Who talks like that? I glory, glory in my, in my infirmities. His strength is made perfect in my weakness. You got to get that in your spirit right there. Now you know you're winning. I'm on top of the mountain. I'm winning, right? But what about when I get in the valley? I'm really winning. His strength is made perfect. He's resting on me. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Opportunities is going to come along, saints, and you just want to be ready. Now, let's prove it in the scriptures. If you all will, quickly turn to Ecclesiastes chapter 9. Let's get in this B-I-B-L-E. Amen? Amen? Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Ecclesiastes chapter 9, and look at verse 11. It says, I returned and saw under the sun that the race is not to the swift, nor the battle to the strong, nor the one that endures to the end. No, it don't say that. That's what we say. <laughs> the scriptures say that the race is not to the swift, nor the battle to the strong, neither yet bread to the wise, nor yet riches to men of understanding, nor yet favor to men of skill. But time and chance happeneth to everybody. <laughs> time and chance happens to everybody. <laughs> everybody, the opportunity is going to come along. You're going to get the opportunity. <laughs> That's our confirmation, saints of God. Everybody gets a chance. Everybody gets an opportunity. But at some point or another, that opportunity is going to come. And you want to be prepared. Amen. One of the worst things, saints, is when the opportunity comes and you're not ready. We got to be ready. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. And I can feel in the spirit that opportunity is coming quickly. Amen. For all of us. Not just me. <laughs> it's coming for all of us. Amen. Oh, thank you, Jesus. The blessing occurs when preparation meets opportunity. I'm going to get that in y'all spirit today. Y'all going to be ready. Amen. Look what verse 12 says. For man also knoweth not his time. This is why you got to prepare. Because you don't know when it's coming. For man also knoweth not his time. As the fishes that are taken in an evil net. And as the birds that are caught in a snare. So are the sons of man snared in an evil time when it falleth suddenly upon them. Oh, that's what you don't want. Amen. See, you don't know when the opportunity is coming, so you got to be prepared 
else you just won't be ready. <laughs> Let me give you an even greater confirmation. The Bible tells us to be always ready, right? It tells us to watch and pray. You know why? Because Jesus is returning. Suddenly. <laughs> That's how he's going to come back. <laughs> he's not going to. It says like a thief in the night. And if you're not ready when he comes, it's going to be an evil time for you. See, that's what this scripture was telling us. Amen. The time says, wait, I got to read it again now. I'm going to look up here and get it. It says, so are the sons of men snared in an evil, in an evil time when it falleth suddenly upon them. You know what makes the time an evil time? You're not ready. Not a time is evil. But if you're ready, when he come back, oh, that's a good time. That's a good time. But don't do this. Be snared because you're not ready. Amen. Oh, I've been snared so many times. Just wasn't ready. Amen. Oh, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> but I know how to get ready now. <laughs> Just allow God to get you ready. See, when we working in our own strength and our own self, you might never be ready. Amen. <laughs> God knows how to, he knows all things. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Because you don't know the time, saints. You got to prepare. And God is preparing us for growth, both in our house and in his house. Amen. Look at verse 13. It says, this wisdom have I seen also under the sun, and it seemed great unto me. There's some great wisdom right here. Amen. Get ready. Get prepared. Allow God to prepare you because the opportunity is coming. Say amen to that. Thank you, Jesus. So today we're going to resume our study on the five biblical ministries that have to be active and effective to grow the church. And again, those five biblical ministries are evangelism, education, fellowship, worship, and service. Amen. So your purpose and your gifts, they're going to fit in one of those five categories. Amen. This is a deep study, saints, but so very necessary for the body of Christ. Because at the end of the day, God's will is for growth of the body of Christ. He wants us to grow. Amen. He wants his kingdom to increase. As the scripture says, grow in godliness. See, he don't want his will is not for one person to perish, but everybody to come to repentance. Amen. So it's, it really is a deep study. So far out of the five, we only covered the first one. We talked about evangelism, right? Which is just simply preaching the gospel to the lost. We, we all are evangelists. Amen. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. At one point or another. See, if we want to set them free, we got to tell them the truth. Amen. And there's so many ways to evangelize. We learned about confrontational evangelism. That's like straightforward preaching or public speaking. You know, in Acts uh, 2, Peter evangelized in the house of Israel, letting them know about the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. And when he was done, you know what they asked him? What, what must we do? What do we need to do? And he said, repent. Be baptized, every one of you. See, that's confrontational evangelism. Straightforward. But there's so many ways to spread the gospel, the good news, saints. We saw how 
the apostle Paul spoke to the men in Athens who were superstitious. They were into philosophy. Amen. You're going to beat those type. And his approach was called intellectual evangelism. See, he made them think, letting them know, don't y'all know we God's offsprings? We are God's offspring, saints. Why are you worshiping gold and silver and stone and graven art? Huh? Those are men's devices. We didn't come out of that. Amen. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. It's like today, many of us worship money. <laughs> we didn't come from that. We worship God. Amen. <laughs> we spend money. <laughs> See, I like to use everything for its purpose. Amen. But we worship God only. <laughs> and watch when you say what you love, too. God taught me this lesson right here. You know, I love playing golf. I love this car. I don't. No, you don't. You enjoy those things. You love God. See, your love is reserved for God and each other. That's why when they was playing a dozen was Jesus coming up on them talking about, well, what's the greatest commandment? And, you know, they're trying to trip them up. He said, oh, I got you. Love the Lord that God with everything and love each other the same way. He said, if you do that, you fulfill the whole law and the prophets. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. We didn't come from those things, saints. We worship only God. I remember when Jesus was trying, when Satan was trying to tempt Jesus. He was trying to get Jesus to worship him. Y'all remember that? <laughs> and, and he uses things to do it. That's why we don't want to fall in love with things. Amen. All right, let's look at it quickly. Turn to Matthew chapter 4. Thank you, Jesus. You, you following me, Cameron? I don't know you're playing with that hood. Huh? I need you to follow me, Cameron. Amen. All right. Matthew chapter 4, look at verse 8. Again, the devil taketh him up into an exceeding high mountain and showeth him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them. See, Satan was showing Jesus everything and showing him the glory in all of it, too. Verse 9, and saith unto him, all these things will I give thee if thou wilt fall down and worship me. See, when Adam fell, the kingdom, kingdoms of the world were turned over to Satan. Now Satan is talking about giving them back to Jesus <laughs> if he will worship him. Everybody say the devil is a lie. Amen. Hey, he tries to, he plays with us though. He tries to get us out of time. See, see, you know what's real? Let me give you all something really real. So I'm telling you. You know, that opportunity and all those things are happening, it's coming. And if, you, if you don't have it right now, believe me, it's coming. Yeah. Just keep getting prepared. Amen. But the devil wants to get you out of time because he knows that opportunity is coming. Huh? So he tries to give you things before God prepares you. See, he tried to give it to Jesus before he was prepared. Amen. He didn't, he wasn't, it wasn't the time. See, many that's why I blew up. That's why I squandered all those blessings he, he, he hit me with. Why? He gave them to me. He loved me. I was crying out for him. He said, you just don't want to wait, do you? Okay, I'm going to give it to you. And then I just messed it up. A lot of them. Amen. You just want to stay in the right time. Look what Jesus told him. He said, I'll give you all these things if you just worship me. Right now. <laughs> Verse 10 says, then saith Jesus unto him, get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. 
See, that's it, saints of God. <laughs> Worship the Lord thy God only. That's what Paul was telling these men in Athens. Stop worshiping all those man-made things and worship God only. Worship the creator, not the creation. Amen. Oh, Paul used what is called intellectual evangelism. He made them think about it. Amen. We the offsprings of God. Why y'all worshiping paint paintings? <laughs> We're God's offspring. Worship where you came from. You know, the theme of our Bible study is if you want to know the purpose of a thing, you got to go to the one who created the thing. It's just so simple. Amen. <laughs> got to read the instruction manual. This is the manual. You know, I got a car out there with a zillion features, and I still haven't read the manual on everything. That's why I don't know how to work it. Huh? You got to read the manual. All these promises that God has to keep. See, a lot of times we go through all this because we just don't know the promise. Amen. We don't know. I remember I read a scripture one time and said, many of us are just willfully ignorant. We want to be ignorant. We don't want to know because he got it right there. Amen. But the devil is a liar. He's such a liar. You know what he said? What you don't know can't hurt you. Liar. That's not what the scriptures say. What the scriptures say? My people are destroyed. But what they don't know. That's what gets them. Amen. So we can't believe those lies. Thank you, Jesus. He used that intellectual evangelism on those men in Athens. And then here's the last one that we learned, and then I'm going to get into the new one. But I just wanted to freshen us up. Amen. The last one we learned was about testimonial evangelism. To me, that's the greatest form of evangelism. It's just so effective. It's one of the most powerful types. When you tell somebody what God did for you, Amen. When you begin to tell them what God did for you, I know I enjoy telling my story. Amen. It's so miraculous. And I know that if he did it for me, he'll do it for you. He's no respecter of person. And we saw that in Luke chapter 8 when Jesus healed the man living in the graveyard. You all remember that? The demoniac full of demons. And he cast all them demons out of him. He asked him, what was his name? He said legion, which means many. I looked it up. It was from two to 5,000 demons. That's a lot. He out there breaking chains and running around naked and cutting himself. I mean, he was just a, a, a what did Minister Lisa say? A, 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 she had a name, a lunatic. She said, I was a lunatic spirit pastor. <laughs> Amen. He, so, he certainly had it. Amen. Just out there full of demons. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. And the demons, when they saw Jesus, you know, they got upset with that. Amen. Same thing when they see him in you. Amen. They, they say, Lord, what, you, what are you even doing here? Why are you here? You ain't supposed to be here. Don't send us into the abyss. That's hell. You know, hate forever. Please don't send us there. Because, you know, demons like bodies. They say, just let us go in the pigs. We, we'll leave men alone. Can we run in them pigs? Jesus, you know, God is merciful. He's fair. He's just. He said, sure, go ahead and go in the pigs then. And they ran in the pigs and the pigs just, pigs don't even want no demons. Pigs ran in the lake and killed themselves. Amen. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. And then what did the man want to do? After he didn't uh, 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 cast all them demons out of him, what did he want to do? Follow Jesus. 
I don't that make sense? But Jesus said, nope. Go on back to that region you came from. Amen. And tell them what happened. But you know what? I'm going to tell you this. When, when God do that great thing for you, sometimes you ain't got to tell them. They can just see you. <clears throat> when they saw this lunatic <clears throat> walking back in through the city, the one that he was living out at the grave, because, you know, they didn't have them mental insane asylums back then. So you was nuts like that. You was just out of the city. You get out of the city, you go by the graveyard. Amen. That's how you got all them other demons. You know, they say them spirits be at the graveyard and they be looking for bodies. Because them dead bodies, they, they want live ones. Amen. So don't go hanging out at grave. I'm just trying to give out. Y'all catch this revelation. I'm trying to sneak that one in on y'all. Amen. <laughs> but, but when, when uh, they saw him running around uh, sane in his right mind, talking about Jesus healed me and da, da, da. When Jesus returned to that region, the Bible said he was greeted by large crowds. <laughs> Why? The demoniac, he gave his testimony. Testimonial evangelism is one of the most powerful methods even today. Amen? What the woman of God, she told us in her, in her, uh, in her, te in her testimony, she said that gave us a testimony, didn't she? She said, hey, you know, <laughs> uh, uh, God is good, amen, and she, she gave an awesome testimony, and, um, and that's just one of the most powerful methods to evangelize, amen, thank you, Jesus, hallelujah, Lord, hallelujah, Lord, thank you, Lord, but let's move on to today, saints, because today I want to show you another form of evangelism, it's called interpersonal evangelism, and that's the type of evangelism when you and I become involved, amen, when you come, become involved in somebody's life, amen, like me and Cam. See, Cam is my friend. He helping me and I help him, right? Amen. See, that's testimonial evangelism. He's just looking at me like, oh, now he's speaking this and that. And see, and I know Cam is, I know what you're going through. Amen. I was your age. People used to say that to me, and we just say, yeah, they don't know what they, believe me, we know. Amen. But I want to see you accelerate, Cameron, not go through all that stuff. Now, you could be hard-headed and learn from your own mistakes. But the wise man, he learned from other people's mistakes. See, when I stand up here and tell you all the mistakes I made, you should be right now, okay, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. I ain't doing that. That's what you should be doing. Amen. <laughs> Testimonial evangelism, thanks to God. Like Elder Vic and I, amen. We good friends. Amen. I mean, really good friends. He gave me some advice just this week, something I really needed to hear. He was evangelizing. Amen. But today they call it friendship evangelism. It's just a different name, but it's the same spirit. Amen. So let me show that one to you in the Bible. Turn to Luke chapter 5 real quick. See, can we get through this? Luke 5, and if you could look at verse 17. Cameron, you own it today, though, Cam. It's like God speaking to you. You own it. I want you to be on it at home, though, too. Amen? Both places. See, God want to bless you in here, and he really want to bless you out there so you can bless somebody else. Amen? He want to bless you to bless somebody else. He got you. Amen. 
That's my man right there. Hallelujah. Friendship evangelism. Amen. Luke 5 and 17. And it came to pass on a certain day as he was teaching that there was Pharisees, that, they, that, that there were Pharisees and doctors of the law sitting by, which were come out of every town of Galilee and Judea and Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was present to heal them. That's what I love about the Lord. <laughs> when we all get together, the power of the Lord is here. Amen. Present to heal us. Amen. Because y'all know we sick. Amen. But the power of the Lord is here to heal us. Oh, so you got to just let them know, Lord, hey, I'm going through this, that, that, whatever it is. The power of the Lord is here to heal you. When he come on the scene, I used to like to read scriptures like, and Jesus came into the multitude, and then all of a sudden he just started healing the sick. That's what he do. He's in our midst right now. That's what when two or three gather together. We got enough. He's right here. He want to heal us. Amen. This is the hospital. Amen. Look at verse 18. And behold, men brought in a bed a man which was taken with a, with a palsy. So these, these men brought a bed to him, and a, and a man laid, uh, he was sick with the palsy. And they sought means to bring him in and to lay him before him. And when they could not find by what way they might bring him in because of the multitude, so we got all these folks, you know, these are Pharisees, these religious folks, blocking up the doorway so the man can't get in. So they, they went upon the housetop. And let him down through the tiling with his couch into the mist before Jesus. Interpersonal evangelism, saints. See, that's the kind of brothers I need around me. Amen. I want them to be that, have that kind of faith. Are we going to get you there, pastor? Amen. We got to get you there. Yeah, you, 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 you can't walk. We got to get you to the Lord. Amen. See, these brothers were some faithful brothers. Iron shopping if iron. Say amen to that, brothers. And when he saw their faith, he said unto him, man, thy sins are forgiven thee. Look, he didn't even look at that man. He saw, who was he looking at? <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to you, Lord. When he saw their faith, saints, he said unto them, man, thy sins are forgiven thee. We have verse 20, Cam. Thank you, Jesus. That's where it was. When he saw the faith of the men that dropped him through the ceiling. Them the kind of brothers you want around you. <laughs> he, stayed, he healed the man. Amen. And verse 21. The scribes and the Pharisees begin to reason saying. Who is this which speaketh blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God alone? We go with religious folks. Scribes and Pharisees and lawyers. They were the educated people of the day. Amen. They knew the law, saints. <laughs> and the statement was true. Only God can forgive sins. But the error was they didn't recognize Jesus as God, the son, the Messiah. They couldn't see that. Amen. <laughs> That's why faith is so important. We got to believe that, saints of God, without seeing it. But you know what we do see? We see the results of it. Amen. I like those scriptures talking about how the 
the unseen controls the scene. I remember I did a whole message on things that's going on in the background that you don't see. Amen. See, the unseen is really controlling the scene. Huh? You can't, you can't see the wind blowing, but you, see, but you see the tree bending like this. You see the results of it. Same thing in the spirit. You can't see them, but you see the results. Amen. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Lord God. So it says, but when Jesus perceived their thoughts, he answered and said unto them, why reason ye in your hearts? See, God is omniscient. He's all-knowing. He knows our hearts, saints. And he knew the evil they were thinking before they even said it. But does the Bible say he knows the thoughts and intents of the heart? Oh, you want to keep that right, saints of God. Make sure your motive is right when you do things. Amen. Because he knows your heart. See, it's not what you do. Amen. It's, it's why you do what you do. What is your intent? Amen. Oh, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Look at verse 23. It says, whether it's easier to say thy sins be forgiven thee or to say rise up and walk. Verse 24. But that ye may know that the son of man have power upon earth to forgive sins. He said unto the sick of the palsy, I say unto thee, arise and take up thy couch and go into thine house. See, I love the word of God, saints. But you know, I don't know what's even greater. What I really, really love, that demonstration of power after the word. That's the results I'm telling you all we see. Huh? They couldn't get with that word. Hey, you know, your sins are forgiven. It's like, oh, you can't do that. They couldn't get with that. But when that man picked up that couch, <laughs> started walking, <laughs> See, that's a whole different thing. See, because they're, the, they're in the sight. They're Pharisees and Sadducees. They got to see it to believe it. The devil is a lie. You got to believe it to see it. Amen. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Hallelujah, Lord. Verse 24 says, But that ye may know that the Son of Man hath power upon the earth to forgive sins. He said unto the sick of the palsy, I say unto thee, Arise and take up thy couch. And go into thy house. Amen. Oh, that's that demonstration of power. See, Jesus showed them both. Amen. He showed both things. His deity, his Godhead, and <laughs> that demonstration of power. <laughs> he showed them he had the power on earth to forgive sins when the man got up and picked the couch up and went in the house. Look at verse 25. And immediately he rose up before them. And took up that way on he lay and departed to his own house, glorifying God. <laughs> That's, this is a perfect example of interpersonal evangelism. It leads people to glorify God. Amen. See, you don't want them to glorify you, saints. Say amen to that. Amen. You want them to glorify God. So when God does that great thing, I think me and the man of God right here talked about that. When God does that great thing in your life and he's going to do a great thing. In all of our lives, don't say I. Say to God be the glory. Point them at God because, see, the very next day you might mess up. Huh? They see that great thing and they're looking at you, oh, man, you this, you. No, 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 no. To God be the glory. Amen. It's not me. It's Christ in me. Jesus was saying that. Oh, it's my father. He's doing the work. <laughs> he, was, he was pointing, pointing everybody to the father, saints. 
Hey, keep them out of you. Amen. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. I often tell y'all, you know, I stand before that judgment. I ain't going to be talking about none of this stuff right here. Oh, Lord, I cast that demon out in Jesus' name, and you came and you did this through me and that. I'm only going to be talking about Jesus. Lord, thank you for dying for me on that cross. Thank you for your shed blood. Thank you for lifting me up and, and, and when I was dead. Thank you for the light, making me the salt of the... That's how I'm going to be talking. He's going to be looking straight at Jesus, not me. And this is how you have to do with people, too. Point them to the God. Point them to God. Don't let them look at you. Amen. And start glorifying you because I promise you, you can mess up. Amen. And then, they, then when you mess up, they talk about your God. Amen. So you got to just let them keep looking at God. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Look at verse 26. And they were all amazed. <laughs> and they glorified who? Yeah, they didn't glorify him. And they glorified God and were filled with fear, saying, we have seen strange things today. Them Pharisees and them lawyers that knew the law, they was like, what kind of strange stuff? We just seen some strange stuff today. Jesus talking about, you know, your sins I forget. What is that strange? They, didn't saw, they saw some strange stuff. But if they thought they saw some strange things then, I want to show you all this in, in, in the next verse. Look at verse 27. And after these things, he went forth and saw a publican named Levi sitting at the receipt of custom. And he said unto him, follow me. Now, you all know Levi was Matthew. That was Matthew's name before he, he was converted. His name was Levi. He was a publican. Amen. What's a publican? A collector of the Roman taxes. Hebrews hated publicans. Huh? It was sinners to them. They hated them. Amen. You know, just like us. We, I don't know we don't like that IRS. Huh? We get that phone call. We see IRS. Man, we can't stand them. Amen. And that's how they were. So Levi is at the IRS office, and Jesus said, come and follow me. That's strange. Just think them Pharisees looking at him. He, he telling the tax collector, the ones we don't even talk to, to follow him? Oh, they were seeing strange things that day. Amen. Look at verse 28. And he left all, rose up, and followed him. You know what left all implies, saints? I ain't coming back. <laughs> you hear that Nehemiah? Nehemiah said, he ain't going back. Did y'all hear that song? That's what, that's what, that's the, it's the spirit right here. And he left all, rose up and followed him. He was saying, I'm, I'm leaving all this mess. That's what we got to do. Leave that mess. Amen. And follow Christ. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. And don't go back, saints. Just follow Jesus. Following Jesus, you don't want to go back. <laughs> oh, thank you, Lord. But you know what I want to show you? Before Levi left all, I want to show y'all something else that happened. I want to show you what the, what the other disciples really did. So we're in Luke 5 and 28. But Cam, I want you to go to Luke 5 and 8. I want to show y'all another thing now. Levi just left it all. Amen. Look at Luke 5 and 8. You all there? It says, when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees saying, depart from me. For I'm a sinful man, O oh Lord. 
So what did he see that made him say that? When, they, when, when Jesus, when he caught all them fish, hey, amen. See, Jesus came on the scene and said, take the net and put it on that side. And then he did that, and all of a sudden they began to catch fish, a tremendous amount. Amen. So many that he called his friends. Hey, come over and help me out. Help, help. You know, it's too, it's too much. Amen. And the boat started to sink. That's how many fish they caught. That's what he saw. So it said when he saw that, he fell to down at Jesus' knees saying, I'm, I'm sinful, Lord. <laughs> don't, don't, don't do this for me. Don't ever feel like this, saints of God. Amen. You, you too sinful that the Lord can't help you. Amen. He's the one who paid your sin debt. Amen. That's the one you really want around you. Amen. Look at verse 9. For he was astonished and all that were with him at the drought of the fishes which they had taken. He was shocked. He couldn't believe it. They was out all day and didn't catch nothing. Then all of a sudden Jesus come and the boat is sinking with fish. <laughs> Say amen to that. I'm trying to show y'all what the suddenly look like. Remember I told y'all about that suddenly. It's coming. When it come, you want to be ready. Was he ready? Was, was uh, Simon Peter ready? No, the boat was too small. He starts, he came and came. When Jesus came on the scene, the boat started to sink. <laughs> he didn't even feel worried. Like, oh, Lord, go, go, go away. I ain't never seen nothing like I'm astonished. What is this? See, that's what I don't want y'all to be. Start prepping now. Amen. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Look at verse 10, saints. And so was also James, another disciple, and John, another disciple, the sons of Debedee, which were partners with Simon. And Jesus said unto Simon, fear not, from henceforth thou shalt catch men. Interpersonal evangelism. He's friending up with them. This is a, this is a form of evangelism. I want y'all to see this clearly. Amen. He said, don't be afraid, because now when you see when Jesus come on the scene, it'd be so miraculous, you can get afraid. Especially if you don't know him. You know, he come on the scene like, what the, like Paul. You know, Jesus just come on the scene. Why you keep accusing me and persecuting me? <laughs> he, Paul went blind. What in the world? What? I'm sorry. Start repenting. Amen. When he come on the scene, it's something else. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hey, thank you, Lord. So he told him to fear not, because I'm, I'm going to show you how to catch men. Amen. He was being their friend and win them over as disciples. But here's the punchline. This is what I really want to show y'all. Verse 11. And when they had brought their ships to land, <laughs> they forsook all. Every time he come on the scene, I don't need none of this stuff. They forsook all and, and followed them. Amen. <laughs> oh, let me get this in y'all spirit today. Thank you, Jesus. They forsook all just like uh, Levi did. Amen. Matthew. That was his name before Matthew. All right, let's go back to Luke 29. We're going to wrap this up. Luke 29, Luke 5, I'm sorry, and verse 29. And Levi made him a great feast in his own house. And there was a great company of publicans and of others that sat down with them. Are y'all seeing this scene? Think about what them Pharisees and Sadducees saying now. Now Levi, the 
the tax collector sent her, then made him dinner, and invited all the other tax collectors over, and Jesus is in there sitting down eating with them. <laughs> they say, we seen some strange. I thought they're going to see some more strange. They thought that was strange. They got to look at this. <laughs> look at this scene. Levi has made him dinner and invited him to the house, saints, with all his publican friends. All them scribes and saying, and Pharisees, what kind of strange mess is this? That's what they're saying. Jesus and his disciples in a house full of publicans, sinners. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Look at verse 30. But their scribes and Pharisees murmured, like we knew they was going to do, against his disciples saying, what? why do you eat and drink with publicans and sinners? <laughs> they, they were saying some strange stuff. This was strange. Amen. Because you know the scribes and Pharisees are self-righteous saints. <laughs> so this scene right here is blowing their mind. You know, ain't no way in the world he po- I would never eat with them. That's what they saying. And he going to say, he God, he can forgive sins. He ain't there eating with sinners. <laughs> Look at verse 31. And Jesus answering unto them, they that are whole need not a physician, but they that are sick. <laughs> See, we don't need no physician. If you whole, you don't need no physician. But we're in there trying to get well. Thanks to God. We got to get well. Amen. The scribes and the Pharisees, they thought they were well. <laughs> they were righteously pure and whole. Amen. And the, the outcasts were the publicans and the sinners. See, they knew they were sick. Amen. That's why they invited the doctor over. <laughs> Catch this revelation saying salvation can't come to the self-righteous. Just know that. It can't come. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Don't be self-righteous, saints of God. Our righteousness is in Christ. That's why we're going to talk about him when we stand up there. Don't you be up there talking about what you did. I mean, nothing. You know, Lord, God, Jesus, you, I don't know how you took them whoopings like that, Lord. But I thank you. I don't know how you went all the way like that. But I'm so glad you came up with all power. So I'm going to be talking. Amen. I ain't going to say one good work I did. Amen. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. Our righteousness to God is like a filthy rag. Please know that. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Look at what Jesus tells them. Again, he says, I came not to call the righteous, but who? Sinners, Sinners to repentance. See, the many religious folks, Pharisees, they think they're righteous in themselves. But their good works are not going to get them to heaven. Because there's no good thing in the flesh. Amen. Oh, Lord, thank you, Jesus. So God is prepping us, saints of God. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to read this last scripture, Romans, chapter, Romans 7. I don't think I have it there. If you want to try to find it, let me see if you can find it. Romans 7. And verse 18, it says, For I know that in me, that's in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing. For to will is present with me. But how to perform that which is good, I can't find it. Not without him. Amen. <laughs> oh, thank you. Hear me, people. God, we need the Lord. 
and interpersonal evangelism, a relationship, a personal one with him, intimate, amen, oneness with him, amen. And the scripture says when you, when you form that relationship, he's closer than a friend, amen. I was reading that scripture, what, a couple of weeks ago that talked about we are servants and, and slaves, and it's, he don't look at us like that no more. He look at us as a friend. Oh, my God. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I thank you for your word today. Hallelujah. I said what you told me to say, and I did what you told me to do, Lord. Thank you that you got me here, Lord. Heal me, Father. And that you healing all of us, Lord, right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord God. Thank you for making a way when it looked like there was no way, Lord. You do it every single time. There's no losing in you, ever, ever. Thank you, Lord, for being so true to your word, Father. Your word is so powerful, Lord, that you, when you was giving it to Abraham, you had to swear by your own self. You had nothing greater to swear by. Each one of these promises I'm going to do for you. I'll know that, saints of God. He can't lie. He has to do it. Amen. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord.